<laughs> so I decided to stop the recording. <laughs> Good morning. How are y'all doing this morning? Good. Good. You excited about this podcast? I am. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. It's another uncomfortable topic that in we're in. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Current events. Current events, which we're filled with them. Biblical current events, historical, in the Bible, where we're at now. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Needs to be discussed, though, because foolishness is abounding. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard to deal with sometimes. And too many people that know the truth aren't standing firm in it, and they're yeah. not sharing it or talking about it. You hear a lot of people, when they say a truthful statement, they say, oh, I don't know. I don't know, though. Yeah. Like, you do know. You just don't want to say it because you're worried about being offensive to somebody that doesn't want to know the truth. Yeah. But guess what? Jesus did not care about offending Anyone, and he didn't care about feelings of the sinner. Mm -hmm. He spoke the truth, no matter the cost, and that's what we're going to do today. Yep, yep. We care about souls. We do care about souls, and we care about what's happening um, in our communities and in our states and in our country as evil tyrants continue to shut down small towns, shut down cities, shut down small businesses based off of lies. Yeah, and churches and all sorts of things. And that's the one we're going to address today. The churches. Yep. They have become cowardly. They've become weak. They preach on faith, but actually don't live on faith at all. Mm -hmm. There's no faith. Uh, When a church lives by faith, preaches faith, acts out faith, it is a powerful church. Yep. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't have faith, it is a weak church, and it's powerless, and it's really disgusting what we're seeing. There's a few churches out there, God bless them, and they're coming under attack, but they've stood firm. Mm -hmm. They let the first little lockdown go, which never should have happened. Yeah. Um, but now they're coming out and saying, no, we're not shutting down. It's a peaceful protest because apparently protesters, evil is allowed to thrive. Demons can destroy businesses and destroy lives and murder innocent people, but churches can't bring hope. So that's not okay. Nope. And the churches need to step up and be the voice that God expects them to be. Mm-hmm. So we're going to jump right in. So, who has got the first verse, and what are we reading first? That would be me, and it is going to be the entire chapter of Psalm 91. Which is an amazing one. Yes. It says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and buckler. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in darkness, nor the destruction that wastes at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High, who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague uh, come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the adder, the young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because he holds fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Well, right then and there, that should be enough. That scripture 
That chapter in Psalms should be enough for all believers mm-hmm. to have faith, rip off your stupid little masks that don't work anyways. If anything, they cause more health problems, and that's been proven over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. But that scripture right there, those scriptures, should tell all believers you're going to be okay if you have your faith in God. Mm-hmm. If you're believing in Him, He's going to cover you. No pestilence, no disease. Yeah. Is going to come on you. It's not going to affect you. Yeah. You're going to be fine. But you have to have faith. Don't preach on it if you don't believe it. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't lie about it. Clearly, if you're closing the doors out of fear, you don't live in faith. Yeah. So, all right. Oh, go ahead. You're going to okay. say something. Oh, it was just, it was also talking about plagues, pestilence, yeah. plagues, um, terror, destruction. It won't come near you won't affect you we gotta have faith in that yeah we our faith in the midst of chaos and trouble and evil times is god's word that's what he tells us to do that's god trust his word trust that he's there don't doubt because then you're opening a door for satan to come in and just mess with you just stop yeah when you doubt you're kind of making faith null and void yeah. you can say that you have faith but if you're doubting in your heart what you say doesn't matter no not at all because god ultimately looks at the heart and yeah. if there's doubt and unbelief in your heart why would he answer your prayers yeah mm-hmm. or maybe he's trying and you keep doubting so you keep closing those doors yeah so what what good is that mm-hmm. Joss, what, what scripture you got for us next? Uh, Isaiah chapter 53, verse 5, and that says, okay. But he was pierced for our transgressions, he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was a chastisement that brought us peace, and with his wounds we are healed. So he already suffered for illnesses, diseases, sicknesses, viruses. It's done. He's already beat it. Yeah. So why are we allowing it to take over? Yeah. Why are we allowing it to to infiltrate our lives at all? I don't think people are walking in that power and in that authority. No. Which is not good for the church or for anyone who professes faith. Well, it's not good for our communities either. No. We're supposed to be a light in darkness and we're supposed to bring hope. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what God calls us to do. Mm-hmm. So, I'm reading Ezekiel 34, 2 through 10. And this is going to go after the church a little bit. It says, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, even to the shepherds, Thus says the Lord God, Ah, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding yourselves, should not shepherds feed the sheep? You eat the fat, you clothe yourselves with wool, You slaughter the fat ones, but you do not feed the sheep. The weak you have not strengthened, the sick you have not healed, the injured you have not bound up, the strayed you have not brought back, the lost you have not sought, and with force and harshness you have ruled them. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd, and they became food for all the wild beasts. My sheep were scattered. They wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. My sheep were scattered over the face of the earth with none to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, surely because my sheep have become a prey and my sheep have become food for all the wild beasts, since there was no shepherd, and because my shepherds have not searched for my sheep, But the shepherds have fed themselves and have not fed my sheep. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the sheep herds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths, and they may not be food for them. Pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. I would say these pastors that have closed the doors out of fear for their own safety. Mm-hmm. Some of them, more than likely, the government has padded their pockets full of cash to shut them up. It's kind of selling their souls to the devil. 
so so to speak. Yeah, that or it's the people that are above those pastures, pastors, pastors, <laughs> calling the shots, telling them what to preach, what to say, what to do. That's not really walking in the freedom of Jesus when you're being told this is what you can and can't preach. Right. This is what you can and can't do. We are supposed to be a light. We're not mm-hmm. supposed to hide that. Right. We're supposed to be the salt of the earth. So having somebody say, oh, no, you can't preach that, you know, God will actually heal. Right. You can only preach on faith, but... You, you don't, don't actually, actually believe it. Yeah, you're not believing it. You're not living it out. It's not being practiced in the church because people higher up don't believe in it. Right. It's all lip service. Mm-hmm. Sugar-coated gospel that doesn't save anybody. Keeps everyone exactly comfortable thinking, I go to church every Sunday, so I must be saved And God is going to make sure I go to heaven. That's not how it goes. Why is that enough? Like, why just going to church and thinking that everything is fine and dandy? Like, why is that enough for people? Why not go and heal people? Why not cast out demons? Why not go visit the people in prison and encourage those people? Right. Or save them? Or even in hospitals. Yeah, in hospitals. We've done that. We've gone to hospitals and prayed over people. We do that in the church when pastors weren't praying for people at all. Yeah. I mean, why should it just be a couple when it's the whole church's duty to do that? Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. And some people don't have the gift of healing, but you can still pray. You can still have faith. You can still do other things. Yeah, there's still gifts in the process of praying, though. Yeah. There's still the gift of faith. Mm-hmm. There's a gift of healing. There's a gift of prophecy. There's so many gifts out there that benefit everybody mm-hmm. in one way, shape, or form. But if you just sit in a church thinking everything's fine and you aren't actually utilizing what God gave you, well, you're not doing your job. Yeah. And you'll you're be not judged doing, for that. You will be definitely judged for that. I mean, really, it's if God's calling you to do something and you're too scared to do it, you will be judged. Yeah. And honestly... Mm-hmm. That should bring a bit of uh, fear. Well, it should. I mean, because those same people that think they're comfortable in the church and they think they're saved by doing absolutely nothing, and those pastors that preach on faith but shut their doors out of fear from the government, which that's going to be another whole thing probably, (laughs) but we have the Constitution to protect our freedom of religion. No church should be shutting the door. And those cowardly pastors that are shutting the door, I would never trust them to have my back. I would never trust them to fight for me on a battlefield next to the enemies or anywhere else. They, To me, they can't be trusted. And when you have them pray for me because no. they're... They just, don't have faith. There's no faith. They're just speaking. Yeah. There's nothing there. And there's no power behind anything they say. It is. It is... It is An example might be if you look in the New Testament um, at the Pharisees and how um, Jesus was saying how they would pray on the corners of the street out loud just to something along the lines. Make it look good. Yeah. Yeah, just to be praised by people. Yeah. Oh, you're such a good pastor. I mean, you, you pray blessings over everybody at the end of service and you preach a good word. When those people leave that church, are they any different? Mm-hmm. There's not one time that the apostles or Jesus spoke that people left the same. No. Everyone was changed. Yep. Either yeah. people were... I mean, when Jesus went somewhere, either he changed it for the better, people loved him and followed him, or people hated him and wanted to kill him. Mm-hmm. And that was because Satan was moving, and and there was conviction in their hearts, and they didn't like it. And Jesus said he came to not bring peace, but a sword to divide people. That's exactly right. And people will be divided. If you're preaching Jesus Christ, some people will be all for it. And some people will follow Jesus. And some will fight you tooth and nail and try to kill you. I mean, we see that throughout entire histories. Mm -hmm. From Hitler killing millions of Jews... To where we're at now with Democrats trying to destroy. And this is really clear, and I'm kind of jumping around a little bit. It's very clear. God tells us to judge people by their fruits. If people are out to steal, kill, and destroy anything, whether it's someone's life, 
a baby, a business, a town, a country. They are not of God. Mm-hmm. They are of their father, the devil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It says so in the Bible. That can be your litmus test on everything. Yeah. If that person next to you is being destructive or evil, mm-hmm. right away you will know that they are not of God. They are of the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Plain and simple. You don't even have to work that hard at it. No. It's not even judging. I think that that's probably a whole other podcast that we need to do is what judging actually yeah. is. Because there's just way too much to cover in that. Yeah. Right. But it does say judge people by their fruits. You're not making assumptions. You're not slandering them. It's what they are plainly doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. And God tells us and warns us to stay away from such people. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a whole other pro- podcast because people... Yeah will ridiculously say, well, Jesus hung out with sinners all the time. It's like, no, he didn't. He would have a dinner with them, and that dinner would change lives, and he didn't go back and usually hang out with those people. And if you're talking about the apostles, they were sinners, yep, but Jesus worked with them every single day, Mm -hmm. and that's what we're supposed to work towards is perfection. Mm-hmm. People are like, God doesn't expect you to be perfect. Well, he kind of does. It says be perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. So you are supposed to work towards that. Yeah. You don't stay in sin. It gets you nowhere except sent to hell. So anyways, that's, moving on. It's definitely a whole nother podcast. There are so many podcasts we the, could do. The difference between sinners and believers because the Bible does make it very clear that there is a difference. Yeah. So, I might have to write these down for future podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Is. I think you're next. Yes, I am. Okay, Um, what do you got? I'll be reading Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 16. 15 through 18. Nice. And it says, and by the way, it's Jesus talking. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Guess what? That's what we're supposed to be doing. Not like we're supposed to intentionally be drinking poison or picking up rattlesnakes or anything. But basically God is saying, if you don't fear, if you have faith, you trust my power and authority. These are the things you're going to be able to do and more. Yeah. Yeah. And if you do get attacked or something deadly comes at you, it's not going to affect you. Yeah. That's what it says. Yeah. So why are Christians so afraid? The virus no deadlier than the flu. Because they probably don't read their Bibles. They don't trust anything that's in it. Obviously. They don't read the Bible. I mean, the truth could hit them in the face, and they still wouldn't believe it. That's what they're choosing to do, though. But we walk around this town, and we see... I've seen people that attended the church we were attending, and they're running around with masks on. I've seen them, too. Mm -hmm. And and it's like, what are you doing? What example are you setting? What are you afraid of? Yeah, you're because the government tells you to be afraid. Why are you listening to the government? Yeah, they're not honest. They're not. Your Look God. how evil and demonic they are. Look at what they're doing. They're trying. They're trying to destroy and kill the good things about our republic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not of God. God created this. He gave mm-hmm. our founding fathers wisdom and knowledge yeah. and prophetic ideas that made this country great. Plain and simple. And we have evil politicians, governors, mayors, trying to destroy what God put in place. Yeah. Yeah. Keyword, try. Mm. They're trying. Yeah. Yeah. If more people rise up and take their stand alongside God and what he tells us, they will not succeed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They will not succeed. I think being an example is not a big thing that the church isn't doing either. No. Because, I mean, yeah. if if people look to the pastor for kind of... Leadership. Yes, yeah, thank you. Leadership, mm-hmm. and he or she isn't praying for people or actually being a leader they, uh, they have to be, 
the people aren't going to follow. No. no. That's the whole point of a shepherd leading the sheep. Right. And why aren't those pastors taking a stand against these uh, mandates and these lockdowns? Yeah. Why are they not proclaiming God's faith? Yeah. Why are they saying, we're going to pray over this town. We don't need to worry about this. God yeah. has us covered. Yeah. Where are the... Where, I mean, we have... This is a small town of just under 5,000 people. We have, mm-hmm. what, six churches here? At least. Yeah. And all of them are closed down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, are you kidding? Why? Yeah. I mean, where where are you taking a stand? Well, taking a stand, having faith, doing your job. I mean, oh Ezekiel gosh. was talking about how um, the sheep are going to go astray. There's nobody leading them. There's nobody yeah. protecting them. Yeah. So... God's going to judge those shepherds, and then yeah. God will go after those sheep that were led astray. Mm-hmm. And those shepherds and those pastors are going to be judged even worse because their job was to feed the sheep, was to protect the yeah. sheep, and they failed to do that. Right. Yeah. yeah, especially in the midst of of yeah. a, a <laughs> planned takeover in in a planned coup of our country mm-hmm. which is leading into something far worse which we're going to get into now but it's talking about the mark of the beast mm-hmm. and it's talking about the chip which everyone walking around and with a mask on I, I'm guessing will be quick to get a vaccine that you don't need for a recovery rate of almost 100% yeah they've had a vaccine for the flu for what 50-some years, and we still have the flu. Oh, well, apparently now the flu has disappeared. I don't know where it went. COVID's around still, but we're two months into flu season. Apparently that's disappeared, so it's really weird how that works. Cancer's disappeared, too. China found a cure for cancer. (laughs) Everything has disappeared, even though even CDC, which is a communist whatever, um... Even on their website, it says 1.5 million people die every year from tuberculosis. You know how tuberculosis is spread? Coughing, sneezing, through the air. Mm -hmm. But nobody's wearing masks. Nobody's shutting down anything. Nope. So 10,000 people die from a COVID scam which, by the way, CDC adjusted their numbers. Yeah. 10,000. 80,000 people die every year from the flu. They shut down our entire economy and towns and, quote-unquote, mandated masks for 10,000 people. Mm-hmm. Not that any life should be lost, but nobody freaks out over the flu or tuberculosis. Or cancer. I think texting and driving kills more people. Nobody freaks out about that. People still text and drive. Yeah. I mean, it's foolishness what's going on right now. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry. Going on a tangent. Mm -hmm. Gore, I think you're next. Too much to cover. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Next scriptures are going to be Luke chapter 8, verses 48 and 50. And they say, And he, Jesus, said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And then verse 50. But Jesus, on hearing, this an- on hearing this, answered him, Do not fear, only believe, and she will be well. So again, it comes back to faith and believing. Do <laughs> not fear, only believe. Yeah. Yeah. Someone needs to stitch that on a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> you start smacking people. Yeah. yeah. Do that not fear. Only believe. Smacking smack right in the mask. Covered faces. Yeah. I yeah. mean, maybe it'll knock some sense into a mouth. <laughs> Do it out of love. <laughs> we love you so much, we're going to slap you across the face. So you can wake up, get that mask off your face, and then you'll be filled with some goodness and maybe some joy. I don't know. <laughs> People are basically walking dead. I mean, really, you want to see a, a zombie apocalypse? Look at all the people wearing masks. Yeah. They're not happy. There's no joy. They all look the same. There's nothing there. They're living under oppression and they're doing nothing about it. And they're, yeah, they're living in fear. That's what Hitler did to the Jews. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, he made all these promises. Well, you'll be safe and we'll protect you and blah, blah, blah. 
just like the masks that don't work and then say they don't work, but it'll save you and it'll protect you. Well, millions of Jews were murdered. Yeah. That same mentality. Yeah. And if yeah. people think that nothing bad is going to happen in their little communities or their states or this republic, that mentality is destroying our country. Because it's simple. already been bad stuff that's been happening. And history repeats itself for those that refuse to learn from history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean... That was just... A thought came to me. I think more people... Sorry. I think more people die when they put their faith in other people than Well, people God. are flawed. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate what Trump has done, but my faith and trust is not in Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's in God. Yeah. God will work through Trump. To get things done. Yeah. Just like he'll work through Lynn Wood or Sidney Powell or Jenna Ellis or anybody willing to fight and do God's work. He's going to work through them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. That That's just what he does. But he's also going to blind those that refuse the truth. Yeah. yeah. So where are we at? I, I think you're up. Uh, Number six. Yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be Luke chapter 9, verses 1 through 2. It says, And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure disease. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. Again, there it is again. <laughs> yeah. Guess what, people? That's us. <laughs> yeah. There is a little bit of a pattern. Yeah. I... I'm ready. Let's go demon hunting. Let's go. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite things is praying over people that are sick. Yeah. I love laying hands on the sick and watching how God can work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't just plant a seed in a person you're praying for, but also opens a door for God to move in their lives. Well, yeah. Yeah. And it builds our faith up a little bit more. Yeah. But bigger than that, God's grace and goodness shines through those moments. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's not enough of those moments going on right now. Yeah. And I think that so many people, they think that um, healing will just come from doctors. But it doesn't say that God will give physicians the power to heal. No. It's God's apostles, his followers. If you're a doctor, that's great. If a doctor is a follower of Jesus, people will be healed. People will feel better. And it won't be about money it'll yeah. be about them actually being made well and god will be glorified right. yeah. but it's people in the church it's ordinary people who will have faith they will be able to heal the sick right yeah yeah so just a side note it's mm-hmm. not just we, doctors we, we have a lot of side notes i'm sure <laughs> so the next one we're going to read is from second thessalonians 1 4 through 10 um let's see here Therefore, we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions and in all the afflictions that you are enduring. Uh, Just another side note, that's what Christians are going to endure. Yeah. Unfortunately, people hated Jesus and they hate us too. Yeah. That's just what comes with being a Christian. Yeah. And walking in faith. Mm -hmm. But we also have someone that's far bigger more powerful that has our backs and when our time comes to go home well a mask isn't going to save us nothing's going to save us at that moment in time mm-hmm. yeah our job will have been done and jesus will take us yep. and we will be rewarded if we endure yep yep this is evidence of the righteous judgment of god that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of god for which you are also suffering since indeed God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us, when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus, they will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. So are you saying that if a person who claims to be a Christian does not obey God's word, they could still go to hell? Yep. Wow. So And they will be in regret in regret for all eternity. Being destroyed over and over, being tortured, 
being ripped apart, being alone, being in darkness, being in burning flames for all eternity. Not just a couple hours, but forever and ever and ever and ever. So why more Christians are not speaking the truth is mind-boggling to me. Because they're not saving anybody. Yeah. We're, we're supposed to be saving people. Yeah. I mean, we can't do it. Only God can. But we're supposed to be telling people about this. Mm-hmm. That's why we're here right now. Yep. Yeah, we can't do a whole lot. So this podcast, even though it might be something small, it's what we can do now. And we want right. to be able to do all that we can. Yep. We're doing whatever we can to get God's word out there. Even if it only reaches a few people. But that will be enough. Yeah. Even if it's just for one person. That same. one person can save millions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just never know. That one, those millions can save other millions. <laughs> so simple acts of being obedient to God and his word. That's all he's asking. He's not asking you to save the world. Yeah. Only God can do that. Okay. Who's next? I believe that is me. Okay. Verses will be 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 19 through 13. The coming of the lawless one is by the activity of Satan, with all power and false signs and wonders, and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, because they refused to love the truth and so be saved. Therefore, God sends them a strong delusion so that they may believe what is false, in order that all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we ought always to give thanks to God for you, brothers beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the firstfruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. I think that it's important to note that people first chose not to love the truth, and then God blinded them. Yeah. Yeah. God knows the hearts of everyone, and because he's given us free will, we can choose to believe the truth, or we can choose to believe a lie. And based on what we choose, God will act. And what we're seeing around us, people are choosing to believe a lie. Yeah. Yeah, deception. Yeah. False signs and wonders. Yeah. Yeah. And, and because they're going that route, God is going to blind them, and they're not going to see the truth until it's too late. Yeah. And that is so sad to me. That is absolutely sad to me. Yeah. That people just don't want to see it. They don't want to live out the truth. They don't want to hear the truth. I mean, you look at our media, and they block out the truth mm-hmm. and facts all the time. Yeah. All the time. And they in input their little lies and their own opinions, which are not facts, their own opinions, and people are buying into it. They don't do research themselves. No. They buy into every single thing that they're told. And from my understanding, I guess what's interesting is I had a conversation with somebody that we went to church with a couple days ago, and he was saying that <clears throat> the health official, the the county health official that has mandated masks for this particular county goes to one of the churches here. Really? And I was kind of shocked. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So the church is failing because he's obviously not getting the truth. Yeah. And two, he clearly isn't a Christian because you don't force people to do something against their will. Yeah. If you're tyranny. a Christian, that's tyranny. Mm-hmm. It's communism. It is not of God. Mm-mm. So I, it kind of proved the whole thing that these churches are failing to speak the truth and to hold people accountable. Yeah. I mean, if this person's going to a church and he's doing this stuff outside of God's will and outside of what God is saying, people yeah. should be confronting him. I wrote yeah. him a letter. Or an email. And I called him a traitor. And I said, that's not of God. I don't know where your stand is on that, but there's nothing good or positive about what you're telling people to do, and it goes against the Constitution. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a traitor. 
Yeah, I think that the individual people, because the church is technically the community of believers. It's not the that building. Is true. Yeah, that is true. So it's also the individual's fault. Right. Nobody is reading their Bible. Right. Nobody is questioning what they're being taught. Nobody is questioning the media. Nobody's doing their own research. Right. And so they're going along with everyone else, what's trending, what's popular. Yeah. And so because of that, nobody else is being held accountable because the, quoting, little people aren't doing anything. Well, and then you got to look at it this way, too. If these were true believers... Mm-hmm. You'd think that the Holy Spirit that should be indwelling in these Christians, because that's what it says in the Bible, Mm -hmm. that we get to be indwelled with the Holy Spirit that is a gift from God to give us wisdom and knowledge, discernment, common sense, basically. He teaches us. He teaches us along the way. And if people are buying into all the lies and there's no discernment and no conviction, do they really have the Holy Spirit? Well, if they don't, they have no guarantee of salvation or eternity with Jesus Christ. Nope. And And it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. Your Bible. Yeah. Yeah. If you ask God for wisdom without doubting, he will give you wisdom. He gives that freely. He doesn't want people to be dumb. No. He doesn't want people to be uninformed. He wants people to be wise. What was the verse? It was, I want you to be wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what God wants Christians to be. He, wants us he doesn't to be. want us to perish either. No. I mean, he's He's given us every out from hell that he possibly can do mm-hmm. without making us do something. Yeah. See, Jesus isn't a communist. <laughs> he doesn't force anything on us. He's not a tyrant. No. Nope. He allows us to make our own decisions and think for ourselves. Yeah. God, you're awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But people are trying to take those choices away from us. That's tyranny. That's communism. That's not of God. No. no trying to take away our free will. Yeah. Yeah. Our, and our rights that the founding fathers gave to us through the Constitution are, I think, quote, inalienable rights. Mm-hmm. They are endowed upon us by the Creator. Right. And that's Who's obviously the creator? God. Oh. Yay! Yes. <laughs> creator. <laughs> so, Sorry. Capital C. Yes, yes, that's right. And what are those rights? It's life, liberty, liberty and the pursuit, pursuit of, of happiness. happiness. How many people are walking around pursuing happiness with a stupid mask on their face? None of them. No. And they're hiding out in their houses in fear. And how many, yeah. many people are actually living life? No, none. When you're, when you're doing that, you're living in fear, so you're pretty much dead already. Yeah. You've already died. Everything that you could possibly go for because you're so afraid of living life the way that you did, what, eight months ago, nine months ago? Really? Yeah. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's terrifying. I mean, I... Wait, it's so frustrating. Very odd. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's frustrating. I know that for me, if... um, If somebody is saying that you can't go and get an education, you can't go and work, you can't buy food or basic necessities unless you comply to our rules and regulations, that is tyranny. That's against the Bible. That's against the Constitution. That is against our basic rights. And that should be fought against. Absolutely. Yeah. There shouldn't be a question. Mm -mm. I mean, you look at the evil demons in the streets demanding and threatening the president and all this other stuff. First of all, Americans don't... uh, we don't negotiate with terrorists, so Antifa and BLM, well, they're going to be headed for a pretty bad place real soon. Yeah. I mean, plain and simple. The American people aren't going to... The real American people are not going to tolerate it. Yeah. And there's 80-plus million of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's not even including our kids that know how to shoot <laughs> and know how to fight and know the truth. So we could double that, at least double that. Yeah. Yeah. They aren't going to win. And we already know who wins in the end. Yeah. We we already win. Yep. One way or another, we already win. Well, God wins. Which is awesome. Well, yeah. God beat death, Mm -hmm. and he beat this stuff already for us. Mm -hmm. We just have to keep it up. Yeah. Yeah. We have to endure. We can't buckle under the pressure of evil people and 
Bible says, why do you fear those who can destroy the body but cannot destroy the soul? God can destroy the soul mm-hmm. and, fear the him. and the body. That's <laughs> yeah. what you're supposed to be fearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not measly people that just threaten you and give you dirty looks. Yeah. What yeah. these things can do. Judgmental people. dirty looks back to <laughs> Yeah. No like, kidding. What's that going to accomplish? <laughs> you're going to have a nasty little stare off. <laughs> yeah. Look like a Clint Eastwood movie. <laughs> Stare off. Oh, gosh. All right. That's We're the only ones that can stick in our tongues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's good. <laughs> okay. We're going to be in Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. And it says, And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority, which is Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He mm-hmm. is the head and authority over all. All. Yeah. He comes first. Overall. Doesn't matter what the politicians say. Yeah. They're nothing. They are nothing compared to Jesus. Yeah. Plain and simple. Honor our earthly leaders, yes, but if they are going against God's word and if they are telling you telling you to go against God and his word and the constitution which came from God. Yeah. yeah we should not Follow them. No. Because mm-hmm. Jesus comes first. Yep. Jesus yeah. is the supreme authority. He is the one that we will have to answer to. That's right. Yeah. At the judgment. That is who we answer to. It's not the president. It's not any dictator. It is God. Yep. Yeah. This is exactly right. where this next chapter or next few Speaking, verses yeah. come in mind. So it's Colossians chapter 2, verse 20 through 23. And it says... If Christ, I'm sorry, if with Christ you die to the elemental spirits of the world, why, as if you were still alive in the world, do you submit to regulations? Do you, or do not handle, do not taste, do not touch, referring to things that all perish as they are used, according to human precepts and teachings. These, sorry, these have indeed an appearance of wisdom in promoting self-made religion and and asceticism and severity 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 thank you to the body but they are of no value in stopping the indulgence of the flesh right yeah i mean don't touch your face yeah don't shake hands don't eat turkey don't celebrate Christmas. Don't do this. Don't do that. Yeah. So these people, these politicians, especially these evil demonic governors and some of these mayors, you know what they're doing? They're playing God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, but God can't be mocked and he won't be mocked. Nope. And these people thinking they're above God is in for a very rude awakening. Yeah. yeah they're promoting self-made religion. Yeah. Yeah. They're saying what we say goes. Yeah. We know everything, and they've got to be the dumbest people on earth. Yeah. Because they don't have God. Nope. And they don't even know what's coming. No. And also in the church, they're not laying their hands on people and praying over people. Mm-mm. Well, why? Yeah. It's, they're living out of fear or lack of faith. And the thing is that once we were saved, we were dead to this world. Yeah. yeah. We, we're not alive in this world. We're not... Underneath. Supposed to follow this world. We're not supposed to copy this world. We are supposed to be above this world. Yeah, we're, we're the elites. Yes, we are. Yeah, not the evil demonic Hollywood actors or politicians that are playing God. Yeah, yeah. which they're not, because they're flawed and evil. Yeah. There's nothing good about them. Yeah, yeah, we're supposed to be a light to this world, an example to. Everybody. You're supposed yeah. to be living differently, not blending in, yeah. not being afraid of being weird. Yeah. It's we're supposed to live differently. We're supposed to set an example. We're supposed to be leading people to Jesus, which all means that we live differently. Yeah. It's and not, we speak truth. Yeah. yeah. We aren't afraid of that. We are bold in our truth speaking, bold mm-hmm. in our faith. Whatever happens after that. That's going to be up to God, but in the end, God gets the glory. Yeah. We win in the end. Yeah. No matter how it plays out. I think that a really good example is just martyrs. Yep. People who go into China, who go into dangerous places in the Middle East that are being overrun by Muslims, 
they go in there defying the government, defying their laws to bring Jesus to people who are not saved. Yeah. There are people, millions, I'm guessing, of people who have died trying to share the gospel with the unsaved, defying yeah. their laws and their governments because ultimately mm-hmm. Jesus is the supreme authority. Yeah. And yet, right now, people are afraid to go outside without a mask. Yeah. Good job. Way to win souls, people. Yeah. Way to make any sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, even the founding fathers, what was it, Thomas Jefferson? He was a doctor. Benjamin Rush. Yeah, Benjamin Rush. Rush. That Mm -hmm. one was it. And he got yellow fever, what, twice? Three times? Something like that? Twice. Well, there was a yellow fever pandemic, and people were leaving. I think it was in Maryland. People were moving away. But Benjamin Rush... He stayed, and he treated people contracting the disease twice, and he treated people from his sickbed. And guess yep. what? He survived! Yeah. <laughs> With Imagine that. that. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, no mask, no hand sanitizer. He no. treated people because he cared about those people, and it was his job yep. to treat people. Yeah. Yeah. And he was firm in his faith. Yeah. And he didn't buckle under the pressure, and he didn't live in fear. He also yeah. didn't make... Stupid regulate regulations that didn't mean anything that didn't no. help anybody. He treated no. those who were sick. Yep. Yeah, not made everyone else live in fear. Right. Not tell everyone else stay in your homes. Didn't right. make a what was it or a mandates or yeah. vaccines. Yeah, vaccines. Whatever. He didn't right. make vaccines that slowly kill people. <laughs> well, and that's yeah. just it. The vaccines they've not been guaranteed. Yeah. I mean, people. I mean, I had vaccines as a kid to protect me from whooping cough. And when we were in Washington State, what happened? We got whooping cough. We got whooping cough. So obviously the vaccines don't work. No, people who get the flu shot, they still get the flu. And sometimes worse than somebody that doesn't get the flu. So please spare me with this crap (laughs) of vaccines. You know, and I I could go on about vaccines because... They almost killed one of my daughters, and that does not make me okay. Yeah. I do not trust vaccines, nor the people that create them, especially a software engineer. Well, that yeah. they don't take them themselves. That's, that's Well, something, that's just it. That should be a huge red flag. Yeah, none of them take them themselves. Mm-hmm. There was a book I read. We're getting off topic, but I'm just yeah. going to say it. A doctor put out a challenge... He offered any doctor that would take the vaccines that they give to a baby $50,000, and not one doctor took that deal. Nope. You want to know why? Because they know what's in those vaccines, and they know they're killing people. Yeah. Or they're causing other issues, and now this new vaccine is going to mess with your DNA. That's not of God. That's of Satan. That's a big no-no. Yeah. So if you're smart, you don't... You don't mess with this vaccine. No, sorry, that's... you don't even uh, don't even go there. That's probably another podcast that we have to do. <laughs> yeah, but gathering. We're going. Sorry, gathering. I just want to say something yeah. real quick. I haven't ever had a vaccine, and I've been perfectly fine. Yeah, like I've gotten sick a couple times, but it hasn't been deathly. No, so I've had a cough fine. for a couple days, and then you're good. Yeah, sore throat maybe, but the typical cold of a sore throat. Yeah, and even yeah, when we were dealing with whooping cough, you had a cough and stuff for what a few days, and then we're fine. Yeah, yeah. two weeks at the most. When other people who had the vaccine were sick, what six, six months? Yep. Oh my goodness. So yeah, yeah. it was a long time. Okay, okay. So anyways, who's up? Let's see. We're on number eleven. Who is up? Uh, I <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> lost track for a second. Our numbering system is only so effective. Yeah, we're, we're winging it here. We'll be patient with us. Thank you. <laughs> okay. This next set of scriptures is going to be in Acts chapter 5, uh, verses 27 through 32. And it says, And when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and them is the uh, apostles, uh, set them before the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, We strictly charged you not to teach in this name, in Jesus' name. Yet here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you have, excuse me, and you intend to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than men. 
The God of our fathers raised Jesus, whom you killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are witnesses to these things. And so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. So that's a warning to these pastors Mm -hmm. that use the scripture of, well, we need to be obedient and respectful of our governmental authorities. Mm -hmm. God is your ultimate governmental authority. Mm -hmm. He comes first. Plain and simple. Yeah. That's not a scripture or an excuse for you to not do your job. Yeah. That's a cowardly way out. Yeah. And you will be held accountable for it. Mm-hmm. So, go yeah. ahead. Um, also in Acts chapter 5, verses 40 through 42, I love how they react and respond. It says, And when they had called in the apostles, they beat them and charged them not to speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. Then they left the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer dishonor for the name. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they did not cease teaching and preaching that the Christ is Jesus. Amen. Yeah. So, So, (laughs) what happened? Where's the faith? Where are the preachers? Where's the fear of God? Exactly. How many of these preachers are willing to be persecuted. They're not. And that's why they shut their doors. Yeah. And still rejoice and praise God. They're not. They shut the doors. The government said, shut your doors. And they said, okay. Yeah. And they shut their doors without so much as a question, a question. Yeah. And they think that's okay. You know, we get emails from the church saying we've decided to close the doors And it's based off Romans 8, and that we are supposed to be under authority of our government officials. Okay, what about Jesus as the supreme authority? What about... That's a lame excuse. Yeah. Yeah. That is a weak, cowardly excuse. Yeah. You're just upset, more than likely you're getting government money, and you don't want to lose your money, or a bigger name is patting your pockets. Jesus did not get paid to preach the word. So why are preachers making an issue? You have a job to do. Don't call yourself a preacher, a reverend, a priest, or anybody else if you're not going to do the will of God. Yeah. You are nothing then. You are nothing. If you're not teaching people the truth, you do not love people. No. If you're not teaching people the fear of God, if you're not shepherding them and feeding them and putting them first, you're... You're setting them up for hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're not saving souls by lying to them or sugarcoating the truth. Even the Bible says, if you take away from this word, I will take away from your reward. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you want that? Hmm. Why would you want to miss out on any goodness that God had for you? I mean, oh my gosh, whatever. All these pastors and priests and... All these leaders are going to be judged worse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because they are le- supposed to lead God's people. Yes. They're leading they, them astray yep. instead. Well, they they chose that. Yeah. They they chose to be priests and pastors and reverends. Mm-hmm. They put that name in front of their or put that title in front of them. They're in front of a church speaking, so they are going to be held accountable. Yep. Plain and simple. But luckily, if you're still alive, there is time to repent and oh, yeah. to turn oh. from that. Yeah, That's the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. America is far, far, far into lawlessness and rebellion like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. God didn't have to let it go this far. No. He didn't have to give us... Opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, like he has. Yeah. But he's only going to let that go on for so long. Yeah. He says, I'm only going to let evil go for so long yeah. before his wrath comes. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, just reading the Bible doesn't sound like I want to be part of that. No. no. I don't want to be in, I, I do not want to be on the receiving end of God's wrath. No. no. That's an- Absolutely no way. Yeah, that's another thing. 
about churches is there are certain books and stories that they don't preach. No. When was the last time that you heard a pastor preach on the book of Revelation? Or Job? Yeah. Or even some of the judges? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Ehud and all of, yeah. all of those things. You don't hear those stories. No. no. You hear... God's John. love. Yeah. Yeah. God's love. God's grace. God's forgiveness. God's forgiveness does not come without true repentance and running away from the sin. Yeah. Yeah. That it includes a change of heart. Yeah. yeah. It mm-hmm. doesn't just happen. Yeah. You have to actually repent truly from your heart yeah. to get God's forgiveness. And then you can't keep going back. Every yeah. time you go back to the same sin over and over and over again, you're basically nailing Jesus back up to the cross. Yeah. yeah. When you repent, you have to have a change of heart. You have to ask Jesus to come into your heart so that, and you have to be willing to change. Yeah. yeah. You have you, to want to change. And you have to make tough decisions. You walk away from the evil that you were part of. That may mean moving to another state. Mm -hmm. That may mean walking away from your family. That is on the wrong side of things. Mm -hmm. I mean, your job. You have to make tough decisions, but I'm telling you, it's worth it for God. Yeah, you will be rewarded for everything that you've sacrificed for Jesus. And what you've lost, God says he will restore. Mm -hmm. All right. Oh, what were you going to say? I just wanted to... (laughs) give just a little piece of advice ask jesus for help i think that would be strength to be courageous and do what you need to do or help turning away from sins that you can't really seem to get away from just ask jesus for help because it'll feel so much better and the holy spirit was sent to be our helper yeah so that's because your conscience well god tells us we can't do this life Without him. Yeah. yeah. And that's not a joke. That is absolutely true. Yeah. I would not be where I am or even still alive right now if God would not have been with me the entire time. Yeah. There's no way. Even in some of our situations, there's absolutely <laughs> no way we would have gotten out of that without God. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I, when I pray um, to God and stuff, I... Tell him, I can't do anything without you. Mm-hmm. I would not be able... I wouldn't even be here. None of this would, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> without you, Lord, I would have nothing, because everything that I have, either it's not mine or it can be taken away. Yep. So nothing yeah. that I have, I really have. It's just God, everything really. Everything that we have comes from God. Yeah. Yep. So... And then we get to take care of it for as long as he wants us to have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. yeah, and it's okay. You're you're up. Yeah, I think okay. so. <laughs> um, we're gonna be in First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-seven, twenty-four. Sorry, <laughs> twenty-four. And it says, "He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed." Amen. Yeah. Reiteration of the Isaiah fifty three. Yeah. So, and isn't it interesting? The Old Testament, the New Testament come together. Can't mm-hmm. have one without the other. No, seamlessly. No, it does. Yeah. Because the New Testament is where Jesus comes in. <laughs> and the Old Testament prophesies about his coming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From what was it? Uh, from Psalms, Isaiah, I think Jeremiah. And Daniel actually yeah. prophesies Revelation just like John does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, it technically, is. without the Old Testament, we wouldn't have the New Testament no. because the Old Testament is where everyone got their information. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament is where the world was created and everything else with it. So It's yeah. history. Yeah. It's the ultimate history book. It's, it's amazing. amazing. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anyone says that the Old Testament is irrelevant, just snap their mask right in their face. <laughs> Say that's not true. Because without the Old Testament, there would be no New Testament. But it also just kind of reiterates exactly what's in the New Testament. It's almost like a backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. It's so, a reassurance. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yep. So I'll be reading Revelation 13, 16 through 18. And it says... Also, it causes all, both small and great, both rich and poor, both free and slave, to be marked on the right hand or the forehead, so that no one can buy or sell unless he has the mark that is the name of the beast or the number of its name. 
This calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. There's a lot of stuff that's going on with this whole COVID stuff that goes back to the beast and the 666. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are coming up with all sorts of calculations and numbers and Biden and Harris being part of that. And honestly, I I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Because there's businesses saying, uh, we don't want your money unless you have a mask. Basically, you're, ba- you're saying, uh, or it's kind of a precursor to, if you don't have the mark of the beast, you can't buy food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. You can't do that. Basically, if you don't have this vaccine, you can't fly in a plane. Really? That's the mark of the beast. Yeah. And it's coming pretty fast. Yeah. And they're manipulating this whole COVID thing to go into this new world order and the mark of the beast to control. Yeah. Yeah. And people better open their eyes real fast. Because it's not going to slow down for you. Yeah. yeah. You need to have wisdom. Like God says, have wisdom. Be paying attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't fall for it. Yeah. But those of us who are with God and trying to walk in faith and do what he has called us to do. Um, in the Gospels, it's, it talks about, or Jesus says, not to be afraid of the things to come. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, he tells us these things have to happen before Jesus can come back. Mm -hmm. Again, it's basically lining everything out. Hello, Jesus is saying this is going to happen. You have time to repent. This has still yet to happen. You have time to repent. This is coming. You have time to repent. Mm -hmm. He's warning you on every step of his coming to give people an opportunity to repent. And it is mind-blowing that people are still going to deny it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're going to go to hell. Everything and it's happens. sad. It's just sad to me. Mm-hmm. All right, Joss, you got the last one. Yep, it's going to be Revelation verse twenty. I'm sorry, chapter twenty-one, verse eight. It says, "But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, mm-hmm. and all liars." Their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Well, good luck. Yeah. I mean, that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter if you deny God or not. It's irrelevant. It's coming. Yeah. There's proof beyond a reasonable a doubt mm-hmm. yeah. that God is ever-present, ever-real, and that he's coming back. Yeah. yeah, And all those people, which pretty much relates to a lot of the politicians yeah. and FBI and CIA and, and pastors and people in the church. I mean, it relates to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, the portion's going to be hell. Yeah. If you don't open your eyes, if you don't repent, if you don't pay attention to the truth. If you don't read your Bible, if you don't ask God to help you, that is going to be the end. Yeah. And we don't wish that on anybody. And neither does God. God says, I don't want anyone to perish. Yeah. He, he gave us Jesus. Yeah, yeah. He gave us a way out, which is a huge blessing. But people need to stop being in fear. They need, especially those calling themselves Christians. Go pray for the sick. Yeah. There's tons of them. And it's not just people with this supposed COVID. There are people that have cancers. Mm-hmm. And all sorts of other diseases. Even something simple with the flu or a headache. Pray over them. Yeah. Pray over them. You either believe God's word is true. Or he's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Yeah. yeah. And that's going to be said to a lot of Christians. Yeah. People, Christian name only. Didn't actually do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Their hearts were not right. It was all lip service. It was all selfish. Basically a lie. Yep. Yeah. They were lukewarm. And God says he's going to spit out those that are lukewarm. It will be worse for those who are lukewarm than it would be if you were just cold. Yep. Yeah. Um, and also, though, just another thing. Some evil people have chosen to perish. 
Well, and that is true. Yeah, it's their choice. You can choose Jesus Christ. You can go to him. You can repent. You can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. He's the only way you're going to do that or have that. Or you can choose to deny him. And because God is just, whatever you choose, there will be a consequence to it. Either a good consequence or a bad one. It's God is just based on your actions. That's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast is we want people to know the truth. Right. We want people to become close with that with God and mm-hmm. become strong in their faith. Yep. And so they know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And the Holy Spirit has revealed this to us. God has given us revelation. It's not our own yep. wisdom. Yep. We wouldn't be able to know this without God, without God opening our eyes and softening our hearts. And these aren't opinions. No, it's these are facts. Mm-hmm. Proven facts are found in the Bible. It's we're not making stuff up in the Bible. It's found in the Constitution. It's found. In, I mean, it's found all over. It also you just got to open your eyes. Yeah, the truth will set you free. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless y'all, and we pray that you stay safe and that uh, that God does something amazing in each person that listens to this, and that it'll rile you up. To step outside your comfort zone and to not be afraid. God bless y'all and God bless America.